This is Inspiring Women and I'm Lori McGraw. I am very excited today because I am speaking to not one, not two, but three executives, including the CEO of Iron Health, which is one of the many exciting companies of Redesign Health. We're doing a collaboration with Redesign. So I'm gonna be speaking with Stephanie Winans and Christina Ferlin and Susanna Weiberg. And women, I am so excited to have you. Thank you for being on Inspiring Women. Thank you so much for having us. We are really thrilled to be here. And as you mentioned, uh, this is Stephanie Winans. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Iron Health, but I am blessed to be here today by my two co-founders, um, two out of the three. We are a three-quarter uh, women team here at Iron Health. And so I do have Christina and Susanna here joining me today, and I couldn't be more excited to chat. Stephanie, as we get started, you know, one of the things that'd be great, um, it, this is exciting to talk to all three of you, um, and all of you, as you're leading this company that came out of stealth um, just a couple months ago, um, it's been a year in the making of pulling this dream team together. Maybe you could just give each of us, um, each of you could do a little bit of your bio sketch and why you chose to become part of Iron Health. Stephanie, you want to kick us off? Absolutely. So I think for me, uh, my background is heavy in the digital health space, I'm very focused on entrepreneurship with women's health, always as a focus specifically in maternal health as well. And so for me, the most exciting thing about building Iron Health is really the positioning of the company right between the provider, which is the OB-GYN, the woman's most trusted health provider. I think we all know that we love them the most and we do want them to be our everything. And so the ability to kind of center care for a woman between that provider-patient relationship is really what lights me up and had me you know, initially interested in building this company with Christina and Susanna. Christina? Yes, I'm Christina Furlan. I'm the Chief Product Officer at Iron Health. I have a background in engineering and product development in the medical device and digital health space. And the honest truth of what brought me to Iron Health is that I found myself really angry and frustrated after the Dobbs decision. And I just decided that I needed to channel that anger and that frustration into something productive and a way to help women access the, the health care that they deserve. And, and that's really what drew me here. Thank you for mentioning Dobbs. We'll call it devastating Dobbs, and we'll talk a little bit about that. I think that you know, women in particular who need to take agency back are looking for solutions. So I want to dig into that. Thank you, Susanna. A little bit about you. Hi, yes, Susanna Weiborg. I'm the chief of staff for Iron Health, and I've had the pleasure of experiencing and delivering healthcare from a lot of different facets. I'm actually originally a bedside nurse. I did consulting for health systems, and then most recently was on the operation side for a large health system. And like most women, I had a defining moment in my life where I became a mother and I felt the pain that patients feel every day in, in trying to navigate healthcare. And I knew the frustrations on the provider side. So I was thrilled when I had heard Iron Health was coming down the pipeline at Redesign Health. I knew this was an opportunity to really make a strong impact in women's health and healthcare, the one that I'd been searching for in a lot of different facets. Thank you so much. So, Stephanie, what I wanted to kick off with um, for you maybe, and I've got a lot of questions about Iron Health actually, is maybe we could just start off in what, what does the company do and um, also why do we need it? This might be one of my favorite questions. So what the company does, Iron Health is a virtual practice extension purpose-built for the OB-GYN to really help them deliver a broader latitude of care to their patients. 
It's important because there's a couple of trends I think we talk about a lot in, in women's health, but thinking about both what's happening with patients, so women, you, maybe if you're listening, your mom, your friend, your sister, and then also what's happening for the providers that care for us, and there's a real friction point there. Being that, you know, disease and mortality rates for women in the U.S. are the worst in the developed world. Um, proof is in the pudding, we like to say, and the proof sucks. Um, what we're doing for women is not working. On top of that, you know, ideally we'd like to be able to say, but guess what, we're on the right track. And unfortunately, not to sound, you know, like a negative Nelly, but there are proof points that show that we're really not on the right track. About half of women aren't utilizing primary care physicians, so the utilization of primary care is changing. We know that primary care is important because it drives preventative care that really reduces disease and mortality. Also, mental health, obviously across healthcare, is having kind of a negative moment, if you will, where mental health prevalence is on the rise. With women specifically, it's about 20% and growing, with the way that we access and manage our mental health being really tough. And so if women aren't getting good access for mental health, they're also really struggling with utilization of primary care, one thing we are doing is we are doing our annual women's health visit with OB OB-GYNs. So most of us are doing that annual well woman visit and we're walking in and providers on the other side are really not well equipped to handle all of this comprehensive care. And by well equipped, what I mean is that when you ask an OB-GYN what they do, they're specialists, they're surgeons. And from the patient perspective, we really think of our OB-GYNs as our everything. And so we walk into that annual women's health visit, not with a list of specialty questions, but really with a list of all the things. And they're stuck kind of holding the bag, really wanting to drive this comprehensive care for women, but they really need to be specialty focused because that's where their training is from a macro healthcare perspective. That's really where we want them focused. And so Iron Health really comes in at that friction point and we help OB-GYNs deliver the extended care that women really need in a way that is more feasible for them to do so. They can leverage our platform and our care team to really deliver all of this care that's outside of specialty that patients really need to have. You know, Stephanie, I think you really did a nice job sort of talking about a whole lot of, I'll just call them, new things that are being brought into that well-woman visit, you know, beyond just what perhaps were the only things that were being dealt with just 10 years ago. You know, Christina, maybe because you brought it up, I'd just love to get your perspective on because of Dobbs. You know, what are some of those, I'll just call them, you know, macro trends of the moment that are bringing more pressure on women in terms of the care and particularly to that important visit, you know, that one-time thing that you're trying to extend? Well, if there's one good thing that's resulted from the Dobbs decision, I would say it's that we're, we're talking now. We're having a conversation in a way that we weren't before. And I think women have realized that we have to advocate for ourselves and we have to step up and we have to talk to each other and to our healthcare providers about what it is that we need. So I think new needs are being identified that weren't before simply because we're willing to talk about it. And I think we are, are feeling empowered to do so in a way that we haven't been before. So, I mean, we could talk about all kinds of, you know, particular healthcare needs that we're seeing come up in the well women visit and that patients are going to their OB-GYNs for. But the honest truth is that I think the reason that these are coming up is because we're willing to talk about it. 
But we're also building a business here with Iron Health. And I, I just like to understand sort of, you know, why isn't your OBGYN enough? You know, why do we even need Iron Health to extend with services and other tooling for that particular visit? So the question is, why isn't the OBGYN enough? Yes. Right? What, what's, why do we exist? Yes, yeah. why do we still need you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, so I think what's really interesting building off of some of the trends Stephanie mentioned, you know, 84% of OBGYNs are prescribing medication for depression and anxiety. That's not something they went to school for. Yep. So women are turning to them because they trust them and because they need that resource. But what we offer is so much more than medication. We have therapy, we have nutritionists, we have nurse practitioners. We're really providing wraparound services, coordinating all of it, and then putting that information back at a high level into the EHR so that the care feels seamless. I think so many women have these needs, but they're experiencing friction at different in different aspects of the journey, and we really take that off their plate, which is something everyone I think can relate to. You know, I think I can personally relate to this just as somebody who, you know, where I live and I've moved a couple times, I rely personally on my OBGYN for my primary care. And the reason for that is because I can't get a primary care um, visit, and we know that there is a workforce shortage that is more accelerated in that area. So it really does resonate with me personally in terms of what I've experienced. Maybe I could dig into a little bit more about the sort of like what's behind the scenes in terms of building the company. Who are you selling to and how are your services paid for? Stephanie, who, who should hit that for us? Well, I am the money lady, so <laughs> I guess that's me. Um, and by that, I care a lot about other things, but obviously money is what makes a for-profit company move and it's also the center of the healthcare universe right now. And as it relates to you know, the money that we make move in healthcare, what Iron Health is really doing is aligning incentives in women's health. And so if we think about what patients need, what their providers are really able and willing to give, and then what the macro healthcare perspective looks like, what we're doing is really aligning incentives to make all those things move together in a way that's feasible. We know that OB-GYNs want to be their patients everything. We know that it does not economically make sense. So how do we take what providers want to give and what patients want from them and really make that move. And so what we've done is come in and sat right in the middle and really created this incentive alignment where we're delivering care in a virtual care environment on behalf and in partnership with the OB-GYN. We're credentialing our providers within their practice. And so there is this economic value capture as they are able to bill for the services that we deliver. And, and what are the customers saying? What are your patients saying? Oh, well, I'm sure we could all have something to add here, but the re market response, as you mentioned, Lori, we did launch in March. The market response has been fantastic. And by market, we mean first, we think about our customer. We are a provider solution with our end user being patient. So patient centric, but really we're trying to sol solve a provider feasibility problem. And our providers are really excited. We have 51 OB-GYNs as of today using the program across four states. And so that's really exciting um, knowing that we just launched in March, which we'll get in hopefully to a little bit of the hustle of what it's really like to work together and, and build this thing. Um, but it has been a really, really great market response. And I think the problem is real. You know, Lori, your comment didn't surprise me to say, 
hey, that resonates with me. When I really sit down and think about this, I'm like, oh, it's me. I am the patient. I am the problem. I am the one who wants my OB-GYN to be my everything. And I think so many women that we talk to really feel that problem very deeply. The problem exists. The problem is not going anywhere. The trend lines, unfortunately, are getting worse in terms of how we kind of shore up this friction. And so I think what we're seeing in the market from providers is excitement that they have help. If I could just describe the feeling, it's, it's relief that we hear from them when we talk to them in the pre-sale process, when we talk to them to get updates on kind of how it's going as we check in every month. They are relieved to have help because what they wanna do is they wanna give women what they need. They're just not really well set up in today's healthcare ecosystem to do it. And so we're here to kind of provide that extra help. Well, I'm so thrilled to hear that it's going well. You know, 51 providers having launched just a few short months ago. Awesome. You know, before we go into sort of some of the aspects about this dream team leadership team, you know, Christine and Stephanie, as two co-founders, I just love to hear sort of like, you know, the big vision. So as you think maybe a couple of years out as Iron Health gets its legs underneath there and really starts to um, make the traction you're already having, what are you looking for? What's the big vision? What do you hope for and aspire to? I would say, you know, in terms of a big vision, we're really here to drive equity and access in healthcare. And so for me, if we look back and we say, what does success look like? It's being able to make that statement and say, yes, we have opened up a new world of access with virtual care aligned with the OB-GYN and really given women access to care in a new way and driven clinical outcomes in the process. And so I think while you know we can talk about the business model and talk about the need to make the money work, at the end of the day, we are a mission-driven organization really here to fill gaps in healthcare. And we want to do that in a way that is really driving more equity across the system and certainly opening up access for women. Yeah, Stephanie, I totally agree. I think equity and access are fundamental for us in terms of success. Um, personally, I also would like to see us be successful at raising the bar in terms of what the standard of care for women in this country looks like. There are places where it's pretty dismal today and I don't think that we should accept it. I think we should be part of the change. I love that, Christina, because you started by saying, you know, women's health is attractive to you in terms of kind of taking the power back and saying, yes, this is a problem. We can sit around and complain about it or we can do something about it. And I fully agree and, and love the attitude there as well. All right, so you know, one of the reasons I was so excited to talk to the three of you is because it's not, um, it's not never, but it is still unusual to have, you know, so many senior women sitting around the leadership table. Let's talk about having a female, majority female leadership team. You've all been leaders before, you've led other companies. Have you worked together before? Is this like a first time? They're shaking their heads, this is the first time um, together. I just love everyone's perspective on what's different. How is this um, the same or different, more effective, easier, harder? Give us some perspective. I would love to start and then have you guys weigh in with your perspectives. Um, this is Stephanie speaking. I think there's a couple of things to unpack there. One, yes, three out of the four of us are women. And I might add that our fourth, our fourth co-founder, Dr. Chris Toller, is an, is an OB-GYN and that not having an all-female leadership team was also an intentional decision. But 
intentional to build female perspective, not just because this is a women's health company, but maybe especially because it's a women's health company, but really wanting to think about what value women drive to the table more broadly and what magic we can create together. And it has been such a fantastic ride with you guys so far. And you made a comment, Lori, about, you know, ha have we ever worked together before? The answer is no. And that was also an intentional choice that I made from the beginning was, do I want to build this team in comfort? I know a lot of fantastic people. I hope some of you are going to listen to this podcast and really thought about the familiarity of, of choosing people I knew versus really stepping out and saying, let me think about exactly the person I want and go out and find that person. And so really purposeful building of this team based on the skills and experience that we thought it was going to take to move the needle in women's health, which is, you know, quite a lot. Healthcare is obviously very complex and women's health riddled with, with challenges right now. But going out, finding people who had the exact skills and experience um, was important to me. But what has been an absolute gift is how badass these women are. It has been so much fun, um, and Chris too, but because we're talking about women and kind of the dynamic that we have, it has been just so beautiful to watch how well we have gelled and how much fun we're having building this business. Stephanie, that's so awesome. Before we even go to Suzanne, I just want to um, comment. You know, I talked to so many women, um, accomplished leaders, and so many of them talk about the importance of taking risk. So that one of the things that was important to you was to take a risk and go outside your comfort zone. Um, that's just so compelling. I really appreciate you sharing that. Susanna, what are your thoughts? You know, I've had the pleasure of seeing this team grow from the very beginning. And I think what's so special about our founding team is all of our skills are very complementary. So regardless of gender, I think we all bring a unique and diverse perspective to the table, which I like to think is the secret sauce for where we are today. We all have worked in different aspects of healthcare, different aspects of consumerism, tech, um, the health system side, and bringing that all together has really fueled the momentum that we have today. And it's it's been amazing. I personally love working with other female leaders. I describe them as badasses as well. I'm constantly inspired and I feel really fortunate to be in this position. That's awesome. Okay, badass number three. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, my perspective is a little bit different because I spent a lot of years working in the corporate environment and I want to be perfectly honest and say that um, in that environment, I found even for myself that although I wanted to approach that work and I think a lot of the women that I worked with wanted to approach that work as collaborative and supportive, the honest truth was that we knew there weren't many seats at the table for us. So no matter how collaborative we were on the surface, there was always an underlying layer of competition because we knew that only one of us was going to get that seat at the table. And when you have a team, a founding team that is primarily women, that problem vanishes. So not only do we work together in a way that is so trusting and so collaborative, it kind of blows my mind. I also am very proud of the culture that we're building and the way of working that we're modeling for the team that we're building. And, and that, is, you know, that is what I think is really different and really unique about having a founding team that is primarily female. 
You know, Christina, I also think not just modeling it for your own team, but modeling it for others. So I really, again, appreciate you sharing these stories on Inspiring Women and for the other companies of Redesign Health. Um, I've really loved this conversation and I wish we had more time for a lot more of it. You know, just as you think about, as you begin Iron Health together, um, and because you're, your passion's really coming through, we hear it in terms of how you're committed to the company, committed to each other and building this very important thing. Maybe you could just give us each a little bit of perspective. Now, this isn't your first rodeo as executives. Um, some advice for others, now that you are doing what seems to be something you truly love in an environment that you're passionate about, advice for others, maybe aspiring younger women, how might they achieve these levels of leadership? Susanna, do you want to kick us off with that? Yeah, I'm so glad you asked this question. I was thinking a lot about what my advice would be to myself even, you know, a decade or so ago. I think don't be afraid to go out there and ask for informational interviews. Honestly, this job is the result of reaching out to the people I know and being curious and wanting to learn more about what they do. And that has proven to work really well for me throughout my life. And I love meeting people and seeing where it goes. And I think you know, as they say, shoot your shot, like reach out to anyone that you are inspired by, that you respect, you'll be surprised by where those conversations can take you long term. I think that is such good advice and so true. And as Christina said, you know, having others support you, it's different bringing people along with you. Christina, what would you say to that same question? Yeah, I would say um, find your allies. Find the allies and the people in your sphere that you can trust and that you can lean on for support and be vulnerable with. Because I think that's something that we're, especially as women, often afraid to be in the work environment. Real, gritty, raw, vulnerable. And, and if you're feeling that you can't be those things, that might be information for you that you're not yet in the right place. And so keep finding those allies, keep finding places for yourself where you feel like you can be wholly you, um, because that's how you know you're on the right track. Great, and Stephanie, close us out, please. I would say in addition to echoing both Susanna and Christina's sentiments, I would put a call to action out there in the reverse. And I would say, find a woman and mentor her. If there is one thing you take away, I don't want it to be our story, I don't want it to be about Iron Health, but I want it to be about the power of what it's like building with the support of other women. And we all have a responsibility to do that and to build each other up. Personally, this is my personal philanthropy and I spend a lot of time on mentorship and coaching. And I, I wish I would have had the benefit of that in my own career. And I think, you know, we can put pool strategies in to speak up for ourselves, advocate, find allies, do the things that we have to do because the world isn't doing it for us. But why don't we change that world too and put a push strategy out there and also reach out and be that change that we want to see and really help mentor other women so that they see more serious growth than they might see if they're just left to their own devices. I think we're going to close out on that amazing, excellent sentiment. If there is anything that will accelerate closing the gender gap, it is women like this, the women of Iron Health, badasses, all of them. <laughs> and thank you so much for being on Inspiring Women. This has been an episode of Inspiring Women with Lori McGraw. Please subscribe, rate, and review. We are produced by Kate Cruz at Executive Podcast Solutions. 
More episodes can be found on inspiringwomen.show. I am Lori McGraw, and thank you for listening.